I'm going to hit record now. You guys, good luck. We are recording. And we are on with Tig Notaro. <laughs> she has been at it, as they say in the business, for several years. And uh, Tig, we're so happy to have you on today. And Tig, tell us, uh, what, you, what do you fear the most? Let's just start there. I would say this uh, interview would be <laughs> the most terrifying thing. This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro. And you, you, you asked again. Again, you did it. Keep asking. We are not alone and nobody is hopeless. Everybody goes to shit. We are a friend in Tig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here to help me today is my good friend and neighbor, Sean Hayes. Hi, everybody. What do you mean, hi, everybody? Okay, hi, listener. Thank you. Um, Sean, you are my neighbor. I know. Um, you're so, you, we live so close to each other, yet we're Zooming, or we're I podcasting know. right now. And uh, you'd think we would have had a social distancing uh, visit. But I well, know you don't could, like to could, leave. I, I don't like to leave. Um, but uh, before the pandemic, we had a fun game going where I would text you <laughs> When I was going down your street and say, uh, we're headed down your street, which I won't name right now. Sure. And uh, and then you come out yeah. and you pretend that you don't even notice us while our family honks and waves wildly trying to get your attention right, and but you, you don't look up. That's right. You, you wanted me to text <laughs> like I was texting. And so we've done that. It's fun. It makes me laugh so hard. It's so hard not to laugh as you drive by. And it's even harder not to raise my head and look at you guys drive by. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that since it seems like a safe pandemic game. Sean, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the world, if, if we're honest, uh, they know and love you. As Jack on Will and Grace. Not as me, though, but as Jack, yeah. You as Jack. Yes, yes. You play Jack on Will and Grace. People right. love it. And I, and I think they'd be surprised how this, and I, I guess I say this because I was surprised how down to earth and authentic of a guy you seem to be. Because I think that you're so funny I kind of fell for, and this isn't a backhanded compliment, I promise you. <laughs> I can you. see it coming from a mile away. Uh, <laughs> you see it coming from your house to mine. <laughs> but I I thought you were going to be somebody that was just nonstop jokes and bits yeah. all the time. A lot but of people you think will, that. Yeah, you sit down and you are ready and willing to have a real conversation. Oh, God, yeah. It's the only way to get by, right? Do you have, do you have to deal with people who expect you to be something else? I mean, obviously you have to because... Anyone that's on TV and film, they're surprised when you're not exactly that person. Well, you know, there is a um, exhausting, anxiety-filled expectation to be something and and to be quote unquote on. You know what I mean? And okay, this is this is what I equated to when you watch a late night talk show and there is a funny person on, known for comedy. And they don't deliver. Mm -hmm. The person at home goes, yeah, I saw so-and-so. And and they weren't that funny. And it's like, so there goes that expectation, right? And then conversely, if there is an actor on a talk show who's known for drama and -hmm. only drama, and they say one thing that's funny on that talk show, (laughs) people go, 
and they're funny. <laughs> they can do everything, right? That reminds me of when I watch a, a like a band or a singer songwriter, and they're just singing their songs, and then in between they say one funny quip, and the entire theater is just <sighs> yeah. they're laughing so hard, and I right. just I'm like. <laughs> Right. The expectation is to always deliver and always be on. And and to me, it's kind of um, exhausting. And people are like, well, just, you know, f- it. Like, don't, or can I say that on there? Screw it. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> screw it. They're like, screw yeah. you know, just cut that out. So and people are like, screw it. You know, like, um, friends are like, so just, just be yourself. But myself is incredibly boring. No, no, I know. But... Um- <laughs> Also, we're going to keep in, we're not going to edit out you trying trying to to navigate whether or not you should say screw it. That's staying in. Yeah. 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 Okay, good. Um, You know how how to find good content. I do. Yeah. I just look around the neighborhood and I find good content. You're like a metal detector, but for content. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's our show. Sean, all right, you 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 left college. You left co- I didn't even make it to college. You left college with a couple of classes short of graduating and although that is glaring, I think everybody yeah. can see that. <laughs> uh, it hasn't helped you, it hasn't held you back. Do you do you have advice for anyone who uh who's thinking about leaving school yeah, for another out. opportunity? That's how I feel. Yeah. Get out. You know, Scram. No, look, I think I think it depends on what your interests are. I think uh-huh. um, I think I was a I was a piano major, a piano performance major with a theater and minor. Neither of which you need a degree to do what you to, to to do those, right? And so either you can play the piano or not. It's not like you go for an audition for the Chicago Symphony Orchestra and you blow and it. And then they stamp it with approved yeah. <laughs> on your certificate. Right, right. Or, or if you blow it, you don't go, but I have a degree. They don't care, <laughs> right? And it's not like you go in an audition for a, a TV show or a movie or a play or whatever, and they go, sorry, you didn't get the part, but I have a degree in it. Well, I don't care. You, you, you either are good or you're not at those kind of uh, performing, you know, abilities. So I would say my, my long-winded advice is if it's in the performing arts of any kind, or art of any kind, you don't need school. Experience is, far, is worth far more. But if you have a specialty, like you want to be an, you know, a, a clinical engineer or like, a, you know, rocket scientist, then yeah, I would, I would advise you stay mm-hmm. <laughs> since it seems important. Well, and if they want to be a rocket scientist, I imagine they want to be in school. Yeah. I failed three grades and dropped out of high school. Are you serious? I got my, yes. I got my GED, which I will send you a picture of. My cat ate it because it was sitting on a table. And then I have it Which is the same excuse you gave in high school, yeah. Yes. And you're super, super smart and super talented. And what would your advice be? Kind of similar Sexy. to mine? Um, I, yeah, I think that I really struggle with school. I know it's the right thing to do to tell people to stay in school. I think high school is a must. I'm talking about college. Yeah. Okay. I'm talking about anything. Uh, I'm saying if you are five and you've had it, toddle out the door. (laughs) But I, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I, I felt 
You know, it was a really special moment in my life. My stepfather, who is, he was military, he's an attorney. He very much didn't understand me. And, um, and I dropped out and kind of tried to make my way in the world and in a way that he didn't understand. And we've been down a long road together. And when I had kids, we were driving somewhere and he said, I, I, I hope it's okay, but I started um, college funds for your kids. And I, I, and I said, oh, that's so nice. And he said, but I, I want you to know that the kind of fund that I started, it's just any continuing education. If they wanted to be an artist or wanted to do masonry, whatever, whatever they want to do, it's there for them. And that was his big acknowledgement that it doesn't have to be a four-year college, which is what he really Well, that's really interesting. For. That's a, that's fantastic. And has he kind of acknowledged to you in the in in both of your older years that you know uh, he now sees clearly what you were going after, and now sees more clearly what your plan was? Yes, it took him a long time. I, I would say, uh, and seven. Eight years ago, he still was telling me I should go to business school. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then after my mother died and we were driving away from Mississippi from the funeral, he, he was in tears, apologizing, saying that um, he realized that I should be doing exactly what I'm doing. And he said that he finally realized that it's not the child's responsibility to teach a parent who they are. It's the parent's responsibility to learn who their child is. Wow, I love and that. He said, I didn't do that, and I am so sorry. And wow. I was just stunned that my mother was not around to hear that. Right. I, now, I don't know uh, if this is a good a time as any to bring up the fact that I did speak to your father. Okay. Okay, He he's... My stepfather or my father? Because my father's dead also. Yeah. I'm an orphan. Yeah. Okay. So, I so you spoke that. to my dead father. Yes. And he he was he was still questioning the metaphorical left turn you've taken. <laughs> you reached out to him. Yep. Okay. <laughs> no, he reached out to me. He reached out to you. <laughs> he, yeah. he he knew I'm about too busy to be find, looking for people. He found looking me. up dead parents. He said the most direct route to my daughter is through Sean Hayes. Jack from Will and Grace. Jack from Will and Grace. Here I've said that you're an authentic person. <laughs> wait, we haven't I, even gotten to a question yet. Okay, from the, all right, but wait. I need to say, okay. all joking aside, that's yeah. pretty powerful what your father said. I think that's My really, stepfather. Well, you said father, but stepfather. Okay, fine. That's very no, powerful. No, I what know. You, we can rewind and I can prove sure. you wrong. I said my stepfather. Okay, I'm pretty sure you said father. So uh, you, I step, you hear what you want to hear. Okay, sure. <laughs> it is powerful. It's so it's powerful. It's super powerful. But wait, but wait, wait. The fact oh. that he said it's the parent's responsibility to learn what they're, what do you say, to learn... He said it's not the child's responsibility to teach the parents who they are. Right. It's the parents' responsibility to learn who their child is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's so awesome and that's so true. Yeah. I I couldn't even believe it came from him because he's so, you know, without emotion and buttoned up and 
And I need you to make eye contact with me. Sorry, What's Scotty doing? I have a new doing? child. I have a new child. <laughs> My puppy, seriously. Oh. I'm trying. I'm 24 7. It's 24 7. Well, listen, should we call you back when yeah. it's a better time for you? <laughs> no, um, he's fine. He's all settled down now. Okay. Um, let, let's get to the questions here, okay? okay? Sorry. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Here comes the first question. Maddie writes, my boyfriend wants to run away and elope, and I want to have a big wedding with all the pomp and circumstance. What do we do? Am I selfish for wanting a big wedding? Yeah. So elope. Here's why. Uh, oh. The... It's it's too expensive. It's a bill that you'll have that only lasts for one night. Yes, is it special? But the specialness shouldn't be about the um, about the pomp and circumstance of it. The specialness should be about the the, the hoo ha. Yeah, the hoo ha. The specialness should be about the fact that you two love each other and want to get married and spend the rest of your life. You can shout that out to the world on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and reach far more people than you would at a wedding celebration, and it costs nothing. So I understand you You're want to— You're assuming sh- that Maddie has a lot of followers on social media. No, even if she doesn't, then then that's a different kind of advice column. Okay. But—, um, but I, I, I would save the money. It's not important to, sh- to throw this big hoo-ha. It's only important to have the people who mean the most to you, closest to you during your special day. Um, that's it. That's the wrong answer. Okay. Um, I, I had a big wedding. Stephanie and I were going to get married, just, you know, one of those one-on-one in Hawaii type things. So this isn't a one-sided advice thing. You're, you're going to go out and say I was wrong. Well, we fight, we battle it out until um, you agree with me. Because um, your producer said well, she, they want to get advice from you, Sean. I was like, great. But then now Tig's saying the opposite. But tell me, so you guys had a huge wedding and you would advise that you would do that because it creates memories and it's a celebration. Well, I just was not ever somebody that wanted to even get married. I always had some rotating dating situation and I just thought, well, I'll have a kid someday and then this spot will always be filled by somebody new, I guess, because I can't seem to pull off a successful relationship until Stephanie. And then the more we talked about it, and then we just ended up having a wedding and it was a destination wedding and there was 350 people there. And I would do it every year of my life. Really, It was so off the hook oh, fun. I guess I didn't it, get my. You did not. Well, the, we only invited 350 people, so. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make the cut. I didn't make the no. cut. No. Okay. Um, but I, I do understand. I, I think obviously, if you're in love and you want to be with somebody, anything you do is going to be. That's special. right. That's that's the advice. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, but I just thought of a great title for a book. If you and stuff never, or if you ever want to write a book or a novel, just it should be called like a, rom- a romance novel. Call it uh-huh. Un- until Stephanie. Next question. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> I. I'm just allowing you time to really cackle at your joke. <laughs> it's not a joke. I think that's a good title. Let's. Uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, 
Thanks for your question, Maddie. Send us a picture from whatever wedding you decide on. I know it's going to be beautiful. (laughs) More questions right after this break. And I want to warn you, Sean, the next question is a real, hey boy. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. You can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Sephora, and Zappos. And even stack deals on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause. And rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we're back with what I call a hey boy question. Hey boy. Do you like that? I like it. Yeah. They're real sticky ones, all right? Jamie writes, should I make a Facebook announcement that I'm getting divorced? Should I include that my husband is a cheater? Mm. I, I, uh, the answer is no. You shouldn't do a um, I'm getting divorced. Uh, If you do... I wouldn't do it in a dramatic way of taking someone down. I would maybe, you know, if you're if you're thinking you want to make the announcement because you'd like to be able to get on with your life in a not anxious and, um, you know, like, oh, what are people going to think? I haven't posted about my husband or who's this random person I'm making out with in a picture. Maybe let people know that you've, gone your separate ways with with your husband but i wouldn't go to the um place of saying why it dissolved or that your husband is a cheater i think that it's okay to share personal things this is my feeling i think it's okay to share personal information but i don't think that when i say going negative i just don't think I just don't think you should do that. I think it's it's best to take the high road. How, how do you feel, Sean? Oh, okay. Do you want to go first? Oh, you went first. So listen, I uh, I kind of... All right, next question. Liz writes... <laughs> no, I agree with you. I, um, I think you have to work against the temptation 
of getting your anger out in that way. Because I, I know the desire is to smear somebody who's hurt you. But mm-hmm. um, if you can take a beat, breathe, and and realize that that only will get, make, like you said, it'll, it'll only bring more drama into your life. And you're trying to get rid of that drama. So I think uh, that's something to consider. Yeah, and if you do make a... F- uh, a Facebook announcement. Um, I would make it as neutral and authentic. Yeah. Cause people are going to find out ultimately that he cheated and whatever right. happened. Right. But um, I just, I think it's best to really try and rise above that kind of stuff. And, and it's going to feel better. It will feel better. Yeah, and you you won't regret it. You don't you want to you don't want to do something you might regret later, like in a year or two years or three years or whatever. But I feel for you, Jamie and um, Sean, and I. I I would say we will be thinking about you for sure. I'll be thinking about Jamie, and I hope it goes well because I know what that's like to go through. I mean, not a divorce, but a breakup of any kind is always difficult. Um, next question, Sean, uh, we're going to be talking anxiety. Oh, that's, Liz that's writes, where I live. Do you have a lot of anxiety? Yeah, I'm on Prozac. As you're biting your nail. Yeah. As you are biting your fingernail. Yeah. Liz writes, I'm dealing with some changes in my life. My fiance, new in-laws, new siblings-in-law, new house, new job. That's a lot. How do you cope with all the newness without your anxiety swallowing you up? Meditation. Is, do you meditate? Um, I did. It got me through some stuff. Yeah. Meditation um, really does help. Now, it, it really, tr- and I thought it was, you know, hocus pocus, dumb crap, and I didn't believe in it. And I was like, but I was at my wit's end and I tried it. I would try it. And then my doctor recommended it. And so I forced myself to do it. And it's really, really hard if you're not the kind of person to kind of slow down and you do have like an ADD issue or an anxiety issue. But it's really, it's like, just like going to the gym or eating healthy or any kind of thing you don't want to do is to slow down, really do it for yourself. Take a few seconds to breathe. And I, I tell people who I love very much to just do that. And they, you know, I go, I know it sounds so corny, so stupid. You can make fun of me. We can laugh about it. But if you do take a few seconds to just take a deep breath, maybe three to five in a row, it really, helps and I don't know why it but it really it's magical and and if you can do even a, start with one minute meditation then work and do that for a week one minute a day that's 60 seconds and then do just like baby steps just like you do working working out then you do five minutes and you're and before you know it you'll be like meditating for 20 minutes and your whole life will change the anxiety does really curb also list making. Just write out what you're feeling. I do that a lot. I just write it out and it really helps to get it out of your head and onto something. So and then wait a day and read it again and, and it really kind of uh, organizes your thoughts. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I'm Good. I uh yeah, we're not gonna fight about this. <laughs> but I I don't keep a regular journal, but when I'm going through a really hard time, I will write every day because you know, with time, you can just be, it just kind of gets gray and confusing when yeah. you look back at, at what was going on or why did I feel that way? And and when you really have it, 
right there in front of you to go back and reference. It can give you clarity. And Do you write down goals? Uh, I do. Yeah, I, I think that's super important goals. too. Even the dumbest goals. Like I really got to organize my underwear drawer. Whatever it is, I really want to be president of the United States. I want, this is what I want. I want After to, you organize your underwear before, drawer? Before, before. Uh-huh. So, but that, but like from the most inane to the most incredible, just write down your dreams, goals, desires, whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really important and it really changes your life. <sighs> Liz, take some deep breaths. We're going to, you're going to get through this. Yeah. You're going to get through this. And um, be glad you found somebody on this huge planet that's in outer space. You found somebody. Be glad that you have a job. Remember those positive things. Focus on that, too. So hang in there, Liz. Next question. We're going to talk coming out, something I have we yet don't to do. know about. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know anything about, but we will try to help you. I was going to um, come out on your program just as a boost to your ratings. Thank you for calling it a program. (laughs) And um, Kate writes, how do I come out to my family without making it a big deal? Oh, yeah. How do you come out to your family without making it a big deal in the exact same way you just wrote that question, I think, right? Yeah. It's like you if if you don't put weight on it, I don't think, uh, you know, other people shouldn't put as much weight on it. So if you don't like, I have this big news, I need you to sit down, I need to talk about, you know, if they're just, if you throw it away, like past the salt or, you know, past the gravy, then I think, uh, I think it should be. Past my sexuality. Yeah, over here, right. I need yeah. to put it on top of my pasta. <laughs> don't you think that the less weight you put on it, hopefully the less weight the listener will put on it. Well, yeah. I mean, it goes back to the, it's all in the delivery. Yeah. It's so important, whether you're delivering a joke or heavy information, you can't, you can't build it up. And I think that um, there, there must be something in you that knows that it's not going to be that big of a deal because your question is, how do I not make it a big deal. Because you're saying if you don't make it a big deal, likely it won't be a big deal. So it sounds like you probably, what I'm reading into that is you probably come from a family that has led you to believe that you would be accepted. I would like it, wouldn't that be fun if somebody wrote in with the question, how do I make it a gigantic deal? And I, because I have (laughs) lots of thoughts about that. (laughs) <laughs> I have like party planning numbers. I have the fun home. Like everybody, sit down. <laughs> everybody, just sit down. Jesus. Sit down and shut up. Sit down. I've been thinking about this for years. How do I? Do, I don't know where to begin. <laughs> I always thought it'd be funny to come out as bi curious to your whole family on a holiday. <laughs> sure. And make a grandmother be like, what? What is that? You, it's just like, well, you know, I'm not even, I'm not sold on doing anything about it. I'm just curious. Yeah. I just keep thinking about all the genitalia. I just want you to know what's the, going on in my head. Yeah. I just yeah. want you to know what I'm privately thinking about. And I'm just curious about. <laughs> right. And <laughs> just ruin everyone's Christmas for no reason. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, Kate, I think you're going to be fine. Plus, people are, so, there's so much going on in the world right now that it's a perfect time coming out. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be, people are going to fall asleep halfway through your coming out. Right. But I would say if you want to make it no big deal, walk in, 
holding hands and just just this is this is my person. Maybe it's better a slow burn if you just say, "Hey, by the way, I just wanted to let you know I'm gay." Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't hopefully change anything between us, but I've been dating so and so. And if you're open to it, I'd love for you to meet them. You know what I did? I my, I'm very close with my my friend Shannon and her family. And um, and when I had my first girlfriend, and I go to I used to go to Louisiana every um, it's the third weekend of August every year is Shrimp Fest, and I'd go out for Shrimp Fest out in the Cajun country. And so I called my my friend Shannon's aunt, Sheila. Shrimp Shannon. And I just, Shrimp Shannon, called Shrimp Sheila, Aunt Shrimp Sheila. And I just told Sheila that I, I just wanted to let her know that I, had, that I had a boyfriend that I was bringing out to Shrimp Fest, and her name is Molly. <laughs> and uh, and then Sheila really uh, had a good laugh about that. That's but, good. Uh, See, you did it in a clever way. Yeah, so you can use that, Kate. Take take your uh, take your person out to Shrimp Fest in uh to Louisiana and let everyone know that that's your new boyfriend. That shrimp isn't just for dinner anymore. <laughs> shrimp Sean. Shrimp Sean. Oh, shrimp Sean. <laughs> All right. So um, that that's our final question. And um, let us know how it goes, Kate. Before we go, we're going to help one more person, but it's a person from the past. Okay. This is advice of yesteryear. When Jerry brags about taking Ginny out... He learns that she dates all the boys. So as we see now, menstruation is just one routine step in a normal and natural cycle. How do you choose a date? Well, one thing you can consider is look. I did everything you said, but my boss still hasn't asked me to lunch. We take a real question from an old advice column, and we try to be more helpful than the original answer. Okay, this is interesting. Okay, this is from 1934. Okay, is this real? Mm-hmm, this is real. All right. Dear Miss Fairfax. I'm already on board. That's all we have. Okay, so... <laughs> Dear Miss Fairfax, I just can't get along with my mother. This is really serious. Sometimes I think I hate her. We have just had one of our per-usual discussions. This is a polite form for it. I am just hateful and mean to her. She says she can't understand how I can be so mean when I am so extra nice to folks who don't give a flip for me. Signed, DCR. What's the last sentence she said? I don't want. She says she can't understand how I can be so mean when I am so extra nice to folks who don't give a flip for me. I'm. You know what strikes me about this question mm-hmm. is... I'm surprised that in 1934, they used that slang of, you don't give a flip Flip for for me. me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's clearly disguising the other F word. I mean, do you have, do you have any, um, any advice for this person who can't get along? One, the advice is it's probably too late because that's from 1934, right? Yeah. This person's like a, just a skeleton in a box. I kind of don't understand the issue. So she's mean to her mom and she doesn't know why. Is that what it is? She's mean to her mother and she thinks she might hate her. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't see a problem with that. She's hateful and mean to her. You're, you're all for take down your mother. No, I loved my mom, but... Um, Did you ever feel like you hated your mother? No. 
She was always the most loving, caring, sweet, kind, hilarious, dark humor, funny woman. So I, I don't, uh, I can't relate to that. But, um, but you know, it's interesting that it's not from a a, a a son. You know, I think it's always mother daughter relationships are always inter- as interesting as father sons because mm-hmm. it's always seems the, the the reverse to be a stronger bond, right? The the mother and the son and the father and the daughter. But um, so. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to respond to this one, only because I, I need to know more information. Like, why is she upset? Why does she... Yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to get the information that we need. Do you want to try? With a Ouija board? Sure. I mean, you got in touch with my dead father. <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't we just get in touch with this bag of bones under the ground? <laughs> bag of bones. Let's see. Um, th- we do have an answer, though. Oh, okay. What is it? Mothers and daughters often disagree. Because mothers love their daughters very much and often try to present them with their 20 or 30 years wisdom, gleaned from experience. But alas, the youngsters prefer to find out for themselves, which is only natural. It's easy to be nice to outsiders who do not annoy us about wearing our rubbers and what time are we coming home. (laughs) But do try to be properly sweet to the only mother you have. Right. I mean, I have to be- unless unless the mother has some issues with the daughter, and is the daughter behaving? You know, sometimes it's like the a daughter is reacting to something that she's not getting from the mom, right? So a lot of times daughters will react without knowing it because they're not getting the love, appreciation, attention, whatever it is from the mom. And the mom, because mm-hmm. the mom doesn't know how to deliver that. So the child will react according accordingly. And, and without communicating what you're feeling or lack thereof, you can't fix it. But most importantly, flip is one of the dirtiest words you can say in the 1930s, apparently. And you know what? Uh, before we head out, I, I just have one more thing. Yeah. I, I give people advice all the time. And now I'm realizing I want advice. Okay. Because something came up in my life. Okay. Okay. We hung a swing in our front yard in the tree in our front yard so that we had somewhere to go and something to do. There's the first problem, yeah. Okay. It's beautiful. Okay. It's so fun. Okay. Front yard swing. Okay. There is a, 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 a woman, a mother, who comes by daily with her precious two-year-old. They come onto our property, and she swings her little girl in my yard on the swing. Without a pandemic, I might go, well, that's sweet, a little weird, but how precious. In a pandemic, I just want to yell, it's a pandemic, you know? Uh Okay, so first of all, wait a minute. She does it without asking? Does it? I don't know who this person is. And also, it's not like the swing is right at the dr- walk, the sidewalk. You have to walk onto my property up a little hill. Next thing you know, you're going to wake up. She's going to be. She's going to be in the middle of you and Stephanie in the bed. Exactly. So wait a minute. So now, and and does it happen often? Uh, near daily. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, and I told Stephanie I was going to mention this. She was like, "Oh my gosh, what if she's listening? She's not listening." But what if she knows that we live here and she's like, "Oh, they won't care." You know what though? Then thank mm. God she's listening because this is. I thank don't you, know God. that. Yeah, I I don't know that. It's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. I don't know that that's a thing that one should do. You would, I, at least I would just ask, like, 
hey, do you mind if I come on your property and use your swing set? I think that's weird. Um, I I and, and, and it's, it's not like you're being selfish, like, oh, anybody can use it if they want. But at least, A, ask. B, don't presume. And C, there's a pandemic. Yeah, because then I'm, we're, I don't want my kids to go on the swing after. Right. So why don't you say that? So next time she does it, you go out there and go, hi, I'm so sorry. I, I, under any other circumstances, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you to use our swing. It's just these are unusual circumstances. There's a pandemic, and I don't have enough hand sanitizer to keep wiping the things. Is it okay if we hold off until this is settled? Totally reasonable. I'm curious what other people might, might say that are listening. Do you have any sort of problem you want people to write in and help about? Oh, gosh. Do I have a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this too. The list is too long for. There's no time. Okay. Well, yeah, I have sorry. a bunch of problems. I have. I have. Um. I have things on my feet that I keep. I keep scratching my feet so much that scabs no. form. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you want to no. see them? No. You Sean, don't. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sean. Sean. We have to go. Sean. Oh. Oh my. Sean. No. But you're looking at it. That is disgusting. Thank you. All right. This, this, this episode is done. We uh, want your advice, listeners, um, especially for my, um, my swing situation. Uh, not my feet? Uh, Sean has scabs all over his feet. It's disgusting. Maybe I'll just we'll come over. With- I'll, I'll come over and swing him off. <laughs> swing the scabs off. <laughs> All right. Uh, send in your voice memo with your swing advice. And uh, if you want to help Sean with his scabs too, send it to don'tasktig.org. Please help me. Sean, thank you. Thank you, Tig. I love you. I love you. Do you want to promote Smartless and Q-Force? Yeah. Oh, oh I, in that way. Yes. Thanks. Just as like Sean, a, do you? Come on. <laughs> yeah. My podcast is called Smartless. I host it with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. And uh, it's super, super fun. And it's a nice break from all the nonsense going on in the world. It's not a global sensation like Don't Ask Tig, but uh, you can send in your own questions <laughs> at don'tasktig.org and we might try and answer them on a future episode. You can write down your question or you can send it to us as a voice memo. Again, that's don'tasktig.org to reach us with your questions. Do you want to try it again or no? No way. Okay. So you want to do one one for real now? That was a good rehearsal. Yeah, let's start at the beginning. (laughs) Sean, thank you for doing this. Of course, thank you. I love you. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to rate and review us. Don't Ask Tig is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willette, Mary Knopf, and Tracy Mumford. Our editor is Phyllis Fletcher. Executive producer, Lauren D. Engineering and sound mixing by Eric Romani. Digital production by Christina Lopez. Talent booking by Rocky Benlulu Dubin. Our theme music is Friend and Tig by Edie Burkell and Kyle Crusham. 
and Listen to Your Heart by Edie Burkell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman, Lily Kim, and Alex Shafford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always, thank you, Dana. I'm stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, (laughs) we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool.